Hi everyone and welcome to the Don't Wait Up podcast. If you're new here, we're going to start in our usual way with a breathing exercise, but if you'd like to jump straight into the interview then you can skip ahead to 5 minutes 30. If you're sticking around, we hope you enjoy the following meditation brought to you by our very own Karen. Thank you so much for tuning in and we hope you enjoy. Welcome to this Don't Wait Up meditation. I invite you to get comfortable wherever you may be. Close your eyes and take a minute to connect to your breath. We're going to do a cycle of breaths, breathing in for four, out for four. And on the final round, we're going to hold our breath for 15 seconds. If we just follow my flow, breathing in, and release. Breathing in. and release on this third round going to hold our breath at the end of release breathing in and release and hold your breath Taking a breath in, I invite you to place one hand on your heart, one hand on your torso, just connecting to yourself, having a moment to check in with your body. On each inhale, I'd like to invite you to breathe in a colour can be any colour you like that you're drawn to. Mine is currently gold. Breathing in, sending that colour around your skull. And releasing any negativity on your out breath. On the next inhale, sending that breath down your spine. And release. Sending that breath around your shoulder blades and down your arms. Allowing the light to vibrate within you. Sending that breath around the hips. Down your legs to your feet. 
sending that light down your arms and out through your fingers. Feeling good, releasing any thoughts that come your way. Just staying connected to your breath and to the present moment right now. You're feeling relaxed and energized. Positive and powerful. Sending love and energy and gratitude to our body, our mind. Taking one last deep inhale. And release. And when you're ready, I invite you to open your eyes and come back into the room. You are listening to and watching the Don't Wait Up podcast. It's me, Temi, and today on our show, we have the talented actress, Ati, poet, Ati, all-rounder of a human being. Beautiful, stunning, delicious, <laughs> yummy, Sarah Lusak, everybody. Woo! Welcome, 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 Sarah. Thank you. <laughs> we are going to pretend we have not been speaking for the past two hours, and this is yeah. a, a fresh conversation. <laughs> I have missed Sarah a lot. She is a very, very intelligent human being, and I hope that everyone listening and watching is going to enjoy everything that Sarah has to say because she's a very, very informative person no pressure but let's start off with something fun we've got quick mm-hmm. fire rounds okay okay no it's fun it's fun it's cool man you'll see you'll see. But i feel like it's a competition i'm like i don't know who i'm competing <laughs> against i'm just like <laughs> i was like there's no right or wrong answers but you'll know which one's correct yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you'll know um don't be naughty as well because lots of people i'll be asking them a question i'll be like choose one and they're like oh i have like five in my head i'm like what did i say i said choose one (laughs) (laughs) right so if you'd have to choose Mm -hmm. which one would you choose film stage or tv oh stage boom every person has said stage and i love that really everyone has said stage yeah yeah it's gotta be i can't you can't help it it's just so beautiful it's the the process it's the process it is it's the process that's the thing like because sometimes i feel even when you're actually doing the show 
the fun bit was in the room or the fun bit is warming up beforehand and yeah. you know you're catching each other's eyes and then on stage is just kind of the pristine it's it's almost. so nice but, you know when like a friend does something brand new on stage like you're like yeah <laughs> you know you can't for too long you have to continue performing but you're just be like it's like, I saw that. You go off stage, you're like, I saw what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> Sally, hey, you see you, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you. But yeah, no, <laughs> Last film you cried to? Ooh. Oh, Atlantics. Have you seen that? It's on Netflix. No, I haven't seen Atlantics it. Atlantics is a beautiful, beautiful film. Okay. Um, it's by, she's a French... So she was an actress. She's now a director called Matty Diop. So she's half, ooh. She's... I think she's half French, half Senegalese. Yeah. The film is amazing. It's like, it's a story of um, basically men who leave the coast of Senegal to go to the Europe. Yeah. And, um, you know, they don't make it. And then it's about kind of how they have a presence in the life of people back home um and it's kind of um not fantasy but like kind of magical realism I I don't want to ruin it but it's it's one of those ones because I watched it maybe last year then watched it like two weeks ago and then I still need to watch it again it's just yeah it's so good <laughs> Look at you! Like, honestly, when a film has made me cry once, I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I don't really rewatch films like that, but this one because there's a lot in it that you need to sort of take apart. Yeah, like afterwards, because three of us watched it together on yeah. Zoom. Well, no, like, yeah, we we didn't watch it on Zoom, you know. What I mean? But like, yeah, like all like, together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Watching each other's reactions, like. <gasps> Yeah, <laughs> and we were all just sat afterwards, just in silence. I don't know what to do with myself. It's like I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know. Do you know what to do? I don't know what to do. It was okay. just perfect film. It's great. All right, Atlantics added to my list. Ting. On Netflix. <laughs> On Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Okay. Um, sorry, in my, I am going to add that. I am definitely going to keep. <laughs> like, right, best song to pump you up. Especially when oh. we're about to go on stage. Oh, best song. <sighs> this is okay. I know you said don't say it depends, but it kind of does. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it, <laughs> it depends what type of character. So if okay, so with the NYT shows, did you see Great Expectations? I didn't. That's the one I didn't you get did. to see. Yeah, so that one I'm playing some uncle, like literally an uncle, and so I'm listening to Afrobeats before, and when I'm warming up, I'm just like, you know, and then with other ones, hmm, other ones, yeah, it really depends. Beyonce, um, the Homecoming album was quite a big thing last year. There's like a run of tracks that goes from drunk in love through to mi gente yeah mi gente. i think it's that <laughs> well, not spanish. i can't speak spanish <laughs> <laughs> um i think yeah and that one because sometimes you know before you go on stage you want that i 
I can do this feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was a big feature, I would say. <laughs> Last time I was on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not let's not go there. Let's wait. Let's wait. Honestly, <laughs> my favorite transition on that album is to transition in Crazy in Love into the dance break. Oh, that is great. Every time I just rewind just that bit. I'm like, it's the transition. It. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Again, drop it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me start it again. Woo! Yeah. Woo! yeah. <laughs> but I feel you. That song can hype you up on a sad day for sure. Um, best song to cool you down? Oh. Oh, that's... Do you know, I don't even know if I have one. A chill-out song. As in, wait, in a performance context or just generally? Just, like, it can be from a performance context to generally something to decompress, that when you've been up here all day, you just... When you hear that song, you're like... Mmm... Okay, I will... Okay, so no song in particular, but the album... Um, <laughs> <it's> jungle, <laughs> it's, <laughs> um, it's The Jungle Is The Only Way Out by Mariba slash Mareba, depending on how you pronounce oh, it. Oh, I love her. Do you listen to... She... Yes. I am obsessed. Yes. I am obsessed. Voice of an angel. Absolutely love it. Yeah. What song was I listening to the other day? But okay, cool. Basically, we're going to collect everyone's chill out songs and we're going to make a playlist. And we're going to. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, All right. It's the reason why we said choose one song, people. Right, okay. I'll choose one. I'll choose one. Um, Let's say. Let's say Stay True. Stay True. Okay. Yeah. Stay True by Mareva. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Got it. <laughs> Her voice is lovely. Oh, um, cheese and wine or beer and crisps? Absolutely cheese and wine. You know what? Yeah, girls, we're so classy. <laughs> beer and crisps. Are you all right? <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I keep on saying, I will do wine and crisps. I'll do wine and crisps. Like, yeah. Because after all, like cheese and me, yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. Also, I'm not really into these things. I like the cheeses I like. You know, there's the cheese and wine people who like the hardcore cheese. I'm yeah. not that person. Like I think I can go to... Hmm? Mozzarella. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they serve. I see cheese boards and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> Anyone that's got like the fungi stuff, absolutely not. The Maybe it's, was it cam- camembert? I can oh, go camembert. to yeah. that level. Yeah. Brie. Yeah. But beyond that, no. See, I know those ones. I know more than mozzarella. That's <laughs> it. I know it goes. I know mozzarella goes on like pizzas and stuff. And um, <laughs> I swear I knew. Okay. <laughs> um, last book you read? Last book? Yeah. Oh. Um, Children of Blood and Bone. Uh, what's her name? Something Tommy. Yeah, yeah, Tommy or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's being adapted soon. It Ooh. is. Can you imagine? She's what, like twenty-five, and she has the book that went boom, and then six-figure exactly. film deal. Exactly. Um, I'm excited. Do you know what? They could cast me in that one. Speaking exactly. of fantasy, Please. call me. My bow and arrow is waiting. Whatever you want me to do. <laughs> 
I do it. <laughs> I'm cartwheeling to the <laughs> Come to the audition on a madness. <laughs> Make everyone uncomfortable. Um, like, but yeah, that's I love. I love sort of the mythological type of stories that are coming out of a lot of African writers, mm. like. Mm-hmm. there's so much there all these years we grew up on like greek mythology and we thought oh like their, their history is so cool look what they have is like, we have it too it's all yeah there. it's just people don't want to see us um <laughs> if you next, question. next question next <laughs> question <laughs> if you had to watch one film or tv show for the rest of your life which would you choose oh Film or TV show. Okay, I'll choose one of my favourite films, Devil Wears Prada. Really? I just find that film jokes. Yeah. I just, it just, yeah. It just always just puts me in the right mood. Yeah. My favourite part is the montage where she's like, the car goes past and her outfit changes. Yes, and yeah, yeah. Outfit changes and this and that. I was like, oh, oh wow, look at Andy go. Well, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Queen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I feel you. That film is, is really it's lovely. I feel like it's quite underrated as well because it's about yeah. fashion and it's all women. But yeah. the acting in it is actually quite sick. Really, really good. I loved it. Yeah. So Anne Hathaway. I, I love Anne Hathaway. So do you know what? I actually only like her in that film slash Princess Diaries. You know what? It's crazy. I remember there was a period of time where I was like, mm, I'm not a big Anne Hathaway fan. And it was literally only because, and I realised it as I was getting older, I was expecting a third Princess Diaries movie and because we didn't get it, <laughs> my childish mind had been like, she's not our friend anymore. So as an adult, like, people were like, do you like I have one? I was like, mm, can't put my finger on it. It was that. It was me being mm. childish. And when mm. I saw that, they were like, yeah, no, we're optioning in it and there might be a third Princess Diaries. I was like, <gasps> she's great. <laughs> <laughs> she's great. I love her. I love her. <laughs> she's the best. She's the best. <laughs> um, <laughs> One place you would love to work in? Ooh. Working as in like, a building or country? Or, or... Country, it could be a building, it could be a garden. <laughs> okay, not garden. I have to say, I'm not a garden person like that. <laughs> Um, okay, I would say building Young Vic. I would love to be nice. able to be there, um, working there. Um, country, I really want to do something on the continent. A lot of cool stuff yeah. in South Africa. Have so, you watched Blood and Water? I haven't watched it yet. It's on my list. It's okay. on my list on Netflix. But I just thought, I was like, imagine just being in an all-black cast in South Africa. True. It would just be amazing the heat will slap you different and you really, <laughs> you really feel it you really feel this story <laughs> in a different type of way that you know, oh i don't feel this in london <laughs> in the uk it don't feel like that but yeah i i feel you i feel you yeah it's it's a weird one i feel like a lot of the films on the continent 
their stories are easily told there without bringing in race. Yes. They're easily There's a freedom. There. Yeah. That yeah. I think even a lot of um uh actors based in Africa don't won't even understand until they go out that it'll be like, wow, like you mm-hmm. got really focused on race out here. And we're like, we know. <laughs> tell, tell, tell the powers that be. Because we yeah. else. That's, that's the end of the quick fire rounds. Okay. Quick, that was fine. Was it was fine. It was fun. That was fine. <laughs> like, but let's get down to the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. Let's start from the very beginning. What okay. made you go into acting? What's your journey been like so far? Okay, so I feel like there's almost kind of part one and part two. Part one is that at school, my thing was just the performance stuff. Yeah. Um, You know, so other people have sports. Mine was I'd go every Saturday singing, dancing, acting for an hour type of thing. Um, And then always school plays. But I always saw saw it as a hobby and just a fun thing. It never occurred to me that that could be a career. Um, and so, yeah, I left it at uni. I did, I only did one play just by four. I don't even know why I did it, but that play was a bit questionable. Um, so yeah, I I don't want to be rude, but, um, yeah. And then I, yeah, graduated, did jobs that were all, I just feel like they were, I was always trying to work towards what I now know is the right area for me to be in. Yeah. Um, because I was like, you know, I want to help people. And before I thought, okay, maybe that's by working in finance. Maybe that's working through access and young people. Maybe yeah. that's working through the civil service, which is where I ended up. Um, and after three months, I was like, this is not right. So, um, I had done a bit of public speaking that year. I said, you know, I actually really like, cause for me, that is just, that is just a performance level to it. For me, I don't see it as public speaking. I, don't, yeah. I just feel like I'm on stage. I was like, oh, I actually yeah. really like this. Yeah. So then I auditioned for National Youth Theatre and Identity, where we met. Um, and then <laughs> that was what, 2018? doing that working yeah so do work and then go to those classes and stuff and it just fit people fit as in they it felt like my tribe you know people yeah. that are interested in people stories about making connections um understanding the world and i think i'd always kind of wanted because I studied kind of philosophy, political philosophy, I'd always wanted something that kind of had depth in that way. Yeah. But I knew I didn't want to be a lawyer because I was like, that's too dry. And I feel acting is just such a perfect blend of everything, you know, so many of everything. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, I was, um, when was it? 2019 January. Um, I went with the young Vic to Zimbabwe to do, so they have these parallel productions. I saw um, I was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they did it for, did you see the convert at the young Vic? That's with, with the, the right. No, I, I didn't get tickets because they were all gone. 
It was mad, yeah. I was just, because I was going for it, I was lucky. But yeah, it was mad. But it was for that play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my heart was hurt. Yeah, sorry, continue. Yeah, I have to say it was, I'm sorry, it was sick, but yes. Um, so then when I was out there and I was coming up to, because I was on a grad program at the Treasury, I was coming up to the 18-month mark when I was meant to be moving on. And yeah. I thought, look, I need to make a decision now. And I said, you know what? What is the worst that can happen? I'm 25. I've still got all to play for. I may as well give this a shot. So I, I guess this is where part two comes in. So I quit. I said 15th of March, I'm out. I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, luckily, I got on to, the Young Book was doing some, it was a directing course, but they needed actors. So the week after I finished, I had that. Yeah. And then I was auditioning for National Youth Theatre for their rep company. And then I got that. So I, had a, I came back, I left London, came home for a month, sort stuff out. And then I moved back to London for rep, which was May through to January of this year. And then I got signed by lovely agents. And then, yeah, we're here. We're here. We out here, baby. Yeah. <laughs> we out here. <laughs> we work that, that like honestly, it, it just goes to show like there's there's so many different routes that an actor can take into this industry. There's lots of people I think they don't even realise they're an actor yet. And that's why you get people who sort of come into this industry and they're like, I started acting when I was forty five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's it's such a weird one because you you have to sort of go through all these obstacles to realize the path that's for you. Exactly. Um, but I, I feel like it adds so much more richness to a, a lived experience to your, your, the characters that you play because you've actually. Mm. Yeah. Sides of the sort of creative industry mm-hmm. uh, more, which is, as you know, it's what we both have in common. <laughs> like, we're from like really corporate worlds, and then we come into the acting world, and everyone's like, wah, wah, and we're like, <laughs> this, this ain't right. Like, <laughs> this doesn't seem right. Like, everyone's yeah. having a bit too much fun, no? <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 interesting that it's it's this is the route. It's take it took you through that route. Um, yeah, and I think also kind of you know what we were speaking about yeah. before. I think that even though there are challenges that like life in some ways is, as much as we're happier it's also a lot harder yeah. in terms of just sustaining yourself but you also know you couldn't go and do anything else because exactly. you've done that already exactly and that's a kind of peace I find because even in those days I'm like you know I'm really lucky that I've got this thing that I really yeah. am ready for yeah um yeah sorry I was just checking there wasn't a wasp in the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got scared but, yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, I'm really bad with them. Like, we will have to pause this if one like, comes in. <laughs> like, let's just we'll record it and bless me. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Mm. <laughs> <You're checking. laughs> I just looked around the room like. Mm. If not, I'll be like, yeah, let's just leave it here. Thanks so much, Sarah. Part two, guys. Exactly, part two. Woo! Back again, baby. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's it's it is a it's an interesting. um, I I I think we are seeing a lot more actors, and especially actors of color, coming from 
three corporate backgrounds coming into acting because we know a lot of us have just gone down this route that seems stable mm-hmm. and what keeps everybody happy and appeased and everyone's chill but then as soon as you're like oh, i'm gonna be an actor it's like throwing this big spanner in the works of everyone's life and they're all like oh no yeah <laughs> like, why would you do it it's gonna disrupt your life so much and mm-hmm. being at is such a lifestyle it's such a lifestyle um that at times we said we've spoken about it that you feel like why am i doing this but it's like this 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 job called you man it really does exactly exactly and once you start doing it you get really hungry being here and it's only from comparison to what other people are doing that looks really stable that we're like (gasps) (laughs) like things are going wrong whereas it'd be like being an actor things don't go right regularly this is yeah this is what it looks like this is what it going right looks like you're here and you're an actor. exactly the lucky thing is being signed <laughs> like being signed to an agency you're just really really grateful mm-hmm. um, for it which is a mad one um but talking of looking into the future and looking at our journeys where do you see or think this industry will be at in the next five years Oh, big question. Um, So I think coronavirus has made, has really put accessibility on the agenda. Yeah. Um, You know, if theatres are able to put shows on for free during this time, um, and that won't always be the case, and obviously even places like the Old Vic have been charging for tickets. Yeah. Yeah. I still just, you know, I, I think that there's something in there around well, how do you make theatre more accessible? Because obviously there's the ticket cost, but there is the travel. There is, if you're a young person, maybe getting a guardian to be able to take you there and they need to have time off and all of that stuff. Or whether it's maybe like a physical thing that means that it's difficult for you to move around. But if you're able to be at home and still enjoy a really quality performance... Uh, why should that not continue into the future? Mm. Um, and I think even with how kind of precarious things are for theatres and probably will be for a few years, if that is another way for them to fund and support themselves, I think, well, should just continue to do that. So, yeah, I think that, and also just tech and theatre as well. Like, I don't, you know, with, I think, what was I? Maybe it was a bit before lockdown, but... um kind of how for people who are hard of hearing how they would be able they would be given some form of kind of ipad or something that would help them to access the performance in a different way um so i think all of that would be quite interesting um on the i don't even want to say well i guess it kind of has been like with black lives matter and um the fact that because we're in this time where no one can focus on anything else, obviously it's put a spotlight on some of these buildings and, you know, the wider industry. Um, That one, I, I am not sure. Um, (laughs) 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 um, (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know. It's because I feel like this conversation has come up so many times in the past 
years. However, <laughs> like, yeah, I can't yeah. put a number on it. It's come up so many times. Is that every time it comes up, small steps are taken, and then it mm-hmm. just goes back again. So it's like we take two steps forward, five steps back, three steps forward, six steps back, and it's it's this really weird sort of like ping ponging back and forth. That's the reason why in my head I would be like, it's very nice watching people do what they're doing now but where's the longevity in it like we have exactly. seeing some actual um progress take place yeah. in regards to that i it makes like i'm optimistic for work but i'm not optimistic in the idea of how things will progress in this industry because people are very stubborn uh, yeah it's from when you hear of like other actors sort of saying things like I've, I've seen it just a few times of people saying, you know, well, you know, I, I'm not getting any auditions right now because they're only looking for people of colour. I'm like, I'd like to know what people of colour are getting these auditions. <laughs> and where the shows are. Where are the shows? Yeah. I would love to see it. What are you talking about? Like, yeah. people don't want to be, make it seem like being more open in, in the way that you hire crew and the way that you hire a cast, they make it seem like if we hire all of everybody, it means that there's going to be no jobs left. Like, no, that's what it is. Yeah. Just, everyone's still going to be fighting for the same work. It just means exactly. that there's just more opportunity for us to actually see that those jobs are available. Like, yeah. And to get them. And you to know. get them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we will see. We will see. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why that's why a lot of people end up just working for themselves and creating their own Exactly. Cuz I think, you know, I don't understand I think institutional change. I think you see that just with the wider movement. Institutional yeah. change is a really hard slog, you know, and I think even if you can be hopeful that in the long run yeah. It's going like this in terms of progress. Yeah. We don't know at this point whether we're on like a a dip within that or a come <laughs> up or you know, we don't <laughs> so I think only time will tell. But I hope that do you know what? More than even buildings changing, I hope it's made us look at ourselves and what type of work we want to take on, yeah. what type of stories we feel like we should be telling. Um and not in a way where there should only be, you know, one type of thing but yeah. just that there is that variety it's like what we were saying you know we don't get the opportunity to just be yeah and it's like okay so what will my career look like if I'm not always thinking about being a slave or a house girl what do I genuinely think about and said this is what I'd like my career to look like and yeah. so plan in that way because you know it's not it and I don't say it in a from place of privilege of like financial security and stuff I'm like it's not by force you know like it just isn't <laughs> no if that's all you want me to play I'm sorry but yeah I'm out. it's true it's true it's true <laughs> well, you know, things have just come up and you just be like this is a mistake this is this is not I'm, I'm fortunate enough that my agents have sort of been able to filter they know what to not send you to not send i don't think they'll send it to anybody they'll be a bit like this is disgusting like Mm -hmm. um but i know for a lot of other people that their agents do not filter stuff and they send everything or there's even stuff when i'm looking for myself i'm like oh this looks good it's like street girl angry 
I'm like, whoa, no, it's okay. <laughs> when people have approached me and they're like, oh my gosh, there's this character and they're so sassy. It'll suit you so much. And I'm like... I'm not even sassy like that. Right? It's like, I like sitting in my room by myself. It's funny. I'm like, I, just, I, don't even, I don't even want to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you offering me stuff? Okay. Like, um, but yeah, it's, we'll, we'll hopefully see some type of, of change. Um, but, you know, going back to, obviously, you coming from inside the, the corporate world into the creative world and mixing the two together you like mm-hmm. that uh, uh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like mixing the two together um how do you feel like your skills that you have have sort of gained over the years how do you feel like they've been transferable to help you across both industries mm. um so i think that treasury wise it didn't really help i think that's because i wasn't able to allow any of that kind of creative side to be explored yeah um i think that's what really made it apparent that it just wasn't the right environment like even for example you have to do these things called submissions where they go to ministers and it will be on your policy area and you're giving them advice or informing them about something but there's a certain style which basically means that it could have been written by anyone now for me who likes writing and i know i'm good at writing and ha- yes, i have my are. own yes, you, are. <laughs> you tell them <laughs> You know, and I have, I enjoy kind of playing with style and things and all of that just gets sucked and drained out. And, you know, I will be getting marked, marked, you know, to come back with feedback. And I was like, can I actually not write? You know, is this, you know, and I, I think, I think again, you know, it's just not set up in a way to allow a certain level of flexibility or adaptability. There's just a way of doing things. Um, but I think definitely going from there to creative world, um, I think it has just helped me a lot. I think around things like, I guess, I don't want to say discipline because I feel like a lot of people that have only been in creative space understand that discipline. But I think process for me and communication and safeguarding processes you know there'll be times when i've been in situations that we were left to moderate ourselves that really being a training environment should have had some higher level senior mm. interference that yeah. or interjecting you know yeah. and so there'll be things like that and this just isn't right um <laughs> or you know things that people feel comfortable saying and I think, you know, you, you may not, and not even necessarily to me, but like to friends, um, when they're meeting agents and things. And I think, you know, I get that this is, you know, kind of commercial and it's partly about my looks, but also you can just choose to not sign me. You also don't have to make a comment about the fact that I'm X, Y, or Z, you know? Trust me, trust me. <laughs> so... Yeah. I just feel like people take sometimes can take the whole oh I'm a creative as just a license to just not be nice yeah. and to not do things properly and I think no if you're if people are paying or even not paying for a course you still deliver the course to a certain standard yeah. you know 
it's not like, oh yeah, we'll just, you know, make of it what you will. I mean, so yeah, I think I miss, there's a level of rigor and robustness that in some corporate, to, to be honest, not all of them, the ones that frustrated me didn't have that as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think it's been those areas. And I think that's also helped me to check my, where I'm at. You know, because sometimes in your institute, like, this doesn't feel right. It's like, okay, but now I know that's why I feel comfortable with this because it actually isn't okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, no, you're so right. You know, it's, it's a crazy one. I, I think it is from, from, for people who have grown up in such a creative environment, you know, dance classes every Saturday and this and that, and da, 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 they grew up with such a different type of language that, other people are a bit like, hmm? <laughs> <laughs> I, even, I, I remember when I was first even trying to get an agent and I remember like auditioning and for this agent and they had my photo up against another girl that I know. Um, In the room. Yeah, like I could see it. I could see it. Like, you know, but like, I thought, okay, because I'm signing up for an agency, maybe they want both of us. But when I looked on their wall, because I could see all their, their uh, clients on the wall, I could see they had like two of everybody, like on the wall. So obviously as me being a, a young black woman, <laughs> and I see you've got my other fairer skinned black friend on there, and I can see you've already got her, another fairer skinned uh, black woman on the wall I'm thinking are you going to choose me because you need me to contrast with who you already have or are you going to choose my my friend here because she looks a little bit more marketable mm. than I do um, so when I wasn't chosen <laughs> I was a little bit like I don't know because in my head my, my mind was just ticking away analyzing everything that was like something smells in this room and it's from seeing that to seeing the wall and the experience we had and the conversation we had about the types of roles she thinks I could play which we've spoken about but like I don't know what types of roles I can play but when someone suggests to you the types of things that they think you can do you are a little bit like aha uh -huh, so that's how you see me um yeah and they don't realize that type of conversation is completely inappropriate to be like you look like this and you're like, <laughs> like wrong um so i think <laughs> one one skill that we definitely have from corporate into creative world is self-control um <laughs> yeah for real. control your tongue control for your real. tongue it's it's a crazy crazy thing that the things that people get away with saying and it doesn't make you any less creative for not saying them. That's why no, I don't understand. Really like, there's does. actually you no reason. You don't have to say it. You don't have to say it. Or talking about whether someone's sexy or not. Or you know what? Sorry, let me even just talk about this real quick. I think recently mm. someone um, posted, a casting director posted about um, as women, we never have to put ourselves in a position to audition for something that is sort of sexually related. We don't have to show how sexy we are on a self-tape and we don't have to have to show how sexy we are at the audition. It's weird. How, like, you don't have to take your clothes off. You don't have to do any of that. But one time when we were even doing, recording our podcast and we were doing some work, 
um, at a theatre, so it was an open space and anyone could come in and work. People were having an audition in a corner. They just sort of blocked it off with some chairs because it was you can do what you want in there. And they had young women, like, giving them lap dances. Like, and they had three girls who were working with them on the computers, like, doing work and watching the auditions and turning back to doing work. And I remember turning to like the girls and was a bit like, what's going on? I was like, QC, what's happening here? Mm. Can anyone see what's happening here? I was like, this isn't seeming correct. And I was loud enough that the girl on the next table could hear me, that I was a bit like, I feel sick watching this, that these young girls are all here to audition for what something that doesn't even look very good. I can hear the script, script don't sound banging. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> like, and you've got these girls lap dancing for this bad dialogue. Like, mm-hmm. what's going on? And then the girl on the next table heard me, but in my head, like, she sort of like smiled and chuckled. I didn't realize she was actually going to audition for that as well. Um, and she went to go and audition for it, but it, she was sort of like, had this chuckle on her face. Like, and there's this thing, there's this idea a lot of people have that you have to do what it takes to get the job, don't you? And that mm. look she gave me. And I was thinking, you look younger than me, babe. I, I, I can't, I would never let someone who looks like my younger sister go up there and shake their ass for <laughs> a casting director in a room, in an open space. Yeah. A cafe, if you will. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was like. And in my head, I'm thinking this, 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 I know you'd think, a lot of people have the mentality to say no to that. But I know for sure for certain people like yourself and I, we would we don't want we would say no. But we would say no in such a nasty way. We probably wouldn't work again. Well, this is I feel like we would say no in such a way that we're gonna disgrace everybody. Yeah, but you know what? That's the thing. Even if you say no, like simply no, I'm not doing this. I don't feel comfortable. That's enough. Well, that that's the thing. It should be enough. But you will get pushed or whatever, and then be made to seem like you're the crazy one. Yeah. And then, even if it is just at that level, that then travels, or you're scared that it will travel, which is, I think. Intimacy, okay, back to your question about the industry changes. I hope not just um, intimacy coordinators, but them having uh, drama therapists. I can't remember what play it was or what her name is, Um, but there was a black actress. Were you on it? A black black actress Zoom, maybe in June? No, I missed it. Oh, so it was, she was on there, but she was um, doing a play like, like sometime last year and she was in the room with actors. And if there was anything that they were struggling with, and not performance wise, but just, Generally. you know, mental health wise, yeah, she was just there. And so I think, you know, if that can filter through all levels, so even, you know, in the casting room, that someone is able to check the other people and say, guys, that's not quite okay. Or, or do you know what? Even if you want someone to lap dance, that's okay. But let's have some safeguards around it. Yeah, some open dialogue in regards to what this person, you want them to do. To be honest, I was going to say, any audition, don't ask someone to lap dance. (laughs) 
I'm like, until someone's got the role, don't ask someone yeah. to lap dance in well, a yeah. Um, and when they do get that role, it has to be broken down. They need the intimacy coordinator. I'm not mm-hmm. lap dancing free, freestyle, freehand. I want the intimacy coordinator yeah. to assist me in that because it's, it's all about safety. It mm-hmm. is about your own safety. And mm-hmm. there's just too many stories, way too many stories of people getting taken advantage of because of entertainment. And don't get me, this is entertainment. It's art, it's entertainment, it's storytelling, but... It shouldn't be for personal entertainment, though. Yeah. It shouldn't be, you know, some old guys, oh, yeah, do you know what? I want to see some young women dance for me for for a role. For a role. Um, And it was men. That's my thing, like, doing it on men, for under the eye of men. And I think sometimes having women there makes you feel like it's... Set. It's a kosher, yeah. Kosher, because you're like, oh, but there's women here. They, there are young women here, but I'm a bit like, who's hiring them? Who hires them to come and sit here and do their work yeah. here whilst you're doing that? Um, it was a very, very odd affair that night, and I went home feeling very sad. Uh, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But I was a bit like, I just hope that there are not other women who are being forced into those types of, feeling forced into those types of position because they want to get work. Um, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> right. Let's let's soften it up a little bit. Let's, let's a little bit. <laughs> if there is, if there was one person that you could work with, who would that be? It can only be one. Just one. Everyone has done this. Everyone. Uh, Just, who's at the top of your list? Who's at the top of your list? This is so hard. I o- <laughs> um, okay, but so I'm choosing between Viola Davis or Noma Dumbazani. <gasps> yeah. Do you know what? Okay, I think I'll choose. Okay, right. So Viola Davis is coming to dinner and we can have chats. And Noma, I'll choose as the person that um, I really want to work with. Yes. Oh my gosh, I was on a Zoom call with her. And like, I didn't even realise she was in it. There was just a whole bunch of black people inside of it. (laughs) Auntie Noma came on up to talk and I was like... (laughs) (laughs) I was like... I almost had to turn off my Zoom camera because I... I like turned to the side and was like... (laughs) (laughs) that's just real cool real cool about it i didn't want to make too much of a hullabaloo (laughs) but inside good choice you know i can't remember i think there was someone who was talking about her who was like she's just one of the most amazing actresses going that she I think there was there's a story about she got cast in something last minute it was Linda the Royal Court was it okay there everyone said she got cast in it last minute and she had the script with her or something on stage and like performed her ass off that she can sight read like a mofo and was literally like and ever since then, whenever I get scripts, I have been trying to, 
up my game and like mm. i'm like because auntie noma does this <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm like, they said she does it like that so i'm gonna do it like that too mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. i'm trying so hard and it has actually made it really easy for me to learn scripts really quickly um, mm-hmm. so she's on to something um but yeah yeah, yeah! She's great. And she was not traditional as well. So she started like same time. She was 25. We out here, baby. Yeah. It gets scary because sometimes you have this feeling like you've got this failure to launch because you like look at people's ages and they're like, I started commercials when I was five. And you're like, (laughs) can you imagine? I went to um, when I was meeting agents, one of them. Uh, so we'd met before and he's like, you know, I could tell, he's first of all asked me, it's how old are you? Which I didn't realise was an a, a question they're not really meant to ask. Um, and I'm not precious to either. So I was like, yeah, I'm 25. Or by this point I was 26. Yeah. yeah. And um, he was like, yeah, I thought so. You know, you've got a bit more of a mature energy about you. And I was like, okay, cool. And then he was looking at my CV, which bearing in mind at this time had literally three credit just from training things that I'd done yeah. and he was saying you know by your age you would have expected to see a much longer CV and I was like let me get you my other CV my work CV <laughs> <laughs> let me get you this one yeah so <laughs> many years I've been working <laughs> man I was confused I thought I've just started and that I feel like that should almost be exciting for you to see because it's like okay this is someone who has lived a, a life outside of this, coming into this industry at this age, you've got something different to bring, not, don't get, like, other people, don't get me wrong, it's, it's perfectly fine, but everyone else has had this sort of, like, journey into this industry. They're very mm-hmm. solid within this, whereas we're still quite, we're like, dear, like, we're coming, like, all doe-eyed, like, ooh, like, everything's mm-hmm. just shiny, and like, ooh, and then people just come in with, like, the bullets, like, pew, pew, like, you're old, pew pew, where's your experience, pew pew, like, it doesn't be like, oh god, I didn't know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I didn't know I should have started working in this before, I didn't have, when I was 18, yeah, exactly, I was studying, (laughs) I was doing something else completely, and I was working, and I was out, and I was drinking, and I was was doing different things, whereas this is not, um, but, (laughs) yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know actually if you found this but because I even with NYT rep I snuck in you know the age limit was 25 and I got in when I was 25 yeah. but then everything stops it's as if you can't have Nothing. decided to want to do yeah. it after that point and yeah. so even now it just becomes I, that that's the one thing I'm slightly envious of people who knew earlier on because I just think of all the amazing young companies and things that are on off yeah. opportunities that are for free for yeah. you to just train and play that's all yeah. it is at our age is somehow you know well you would have had money or you just couldn't possibly want to do it at that age yeah. so now you're thinking okay well where should I train and how much is it and you know that cost always is a slap on the face <laughs> yeah and it's about when you sit down and you sort of add everything together at this age i'm gonna be like you can only imagine the people before it's like you're using like a combination of like pocket money and your parents money i'm like my parents would not have coughed up the cash for this and it's a lot headshots what 300 pounds it's so expensive oh my god oh. <laughs> like it's so expensive um 
yeah, we've got no choice. We've, we've come into it at this age. Please make room. That's, what, <laughs> that's yeah. all you can ask for. Please make room. And please don't ask my age. It's none of your business. Yeah. <laughs> none of your business. Um, oh, here's a lovely one. If there mm-hmm. was one role, one Sarah, <laughs> one role that you could play, that you could have played, what would it be? I had a silly answer, but that's not. <laughs> <laughs> I was like waiting, like, hmm, 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 hmm. <laughs> okay, so the serious answer would be okay, actually, no. <sighs> Tell me, you've made this really hard. Um, <laughs> I, I find older women who were really complex very interesting yeah so okay that noma play so linda because i read that actually when i was on my course because she that character linda is super interesting she's 50 she's meant to be played by kim kachal but also i love that black woman got to play it um but yeah her or um viola davis in how to get away with murder i can't remember what That's what you were gonna say that. Annalise. i just feel like i feel like i would kill that role I just think, yeah, but I'm, who's giving me that role at 27? <laughs> you, it's so what you actually have to genuinely wait until you've got to that, that age. And yeah, it's quite exciting because it's a bit like, at least I feel like we've got something to look forward to. That would be like, yes, uh, I can't wait to get to that age and play that role, that juicy, juicy, complicated, dark and something lady just mm-hmm. ah sexual mm-hmm. and older and lived like where was yeah. like, ah, da, 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 da. <laughs> literally yeah like, oh yeah you going shops yeah yeah cool yeah come with me yeah it's like okay yeah you took my boyfriend nah <laughs> <laughs> you know there's that there's a way that like millennial dramas are portrayed and like oh like we, we you know you just read roles and it's just so like trying to make us look in such a way our generation when we'll be like yeah. the majority of us are pretty dry <laughs> like, yeah. i understand yeah. that this is entertainment but like it's not a lot a point us, at all yeah like a lot of us are just out here just living life and just being a little bit trying to get acting jobs <laughs> honestly yeah work that's that's what we're doing and we're staying indoors and we're saving money to yeah don't know saving that's it. For a rainy day and that's it we're not out drinking all the time the skins generation is long gone <laughs> <laughs> long gone wasn't even part of it then <laughs> yeah. it wasn't part of it um oh now this is this is an interesting one because obviously mm-hmm. you come boom into acting but if you mm-hmm. weren't acting what would you do uh, so I because this lockdown obviously we've spoken about <laughs> diversifying <laughs> um but I think I would be um or and I am wanting to do more of a directing um nice I think that is again that whole kind of bringing because I also quite like um you know being an actor is cool but you also are working towards someone else's vision yeah. at the same time but being able to actually create something 
and create an environment for people and um, tell a certain story in a way that you feel like it should be told. I think yeah. that's really cool and exciting. Um, and then writing wise, I don't know, maybe more kind of, I don't know, maybe write a novel. Also these things, you know, I guess they're not the safe, the safest um, alternatives, yeah. but yeah, I think. Fearless. Yeah. Fearless. You're very fearless. That's, that's for sure. Like it's, it's, you're doing what you aspire for brave things that a lot of people would, would say is difficult oh. to do, but if everything was easy, every, everybody would do it. So I like that. That's true. Your choice. I guess, but I think though, cause I've, you know, cause I've made a couple of kind of decisions like that where they were quite kind of warm in terms of it being, okay, you had this and now you're doing this other thing that is way riskier, et cetera. But in my head, it just makes sense. As in, like we were saying, you know, you can't do that other thing anymore because it's not satisfying you. And given how much we work, I sort of think, you know, while I don't have dependence in that way, yeah, I may as well just... I, that's how, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Might as well, while I'm here. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and also, yeah. what will you lose from that? You know, if you don't make it by... The time you have kids or you want to buy a house or whatever you just pivot and you do something we, we're like you were saying with whole actors we're everything we have to yeah. know how to do taxes and how to balance loads of different things and yeah. manage our time but you know can do anything so That's just cool. do it exactly um yeah I feel you, girl. I love it. It's true. Because I'm always like, what would I do if I'm not acting? And I was like, it's always something creative. In my head, I don't yeah. see myself doing anything. I've never, to be honest, every job I've had, I've, I feel like it's either been feeding into doing something creative or worked in a creative environment that ended up being corporate. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn, I got stuck. Like, but, <laughs> I need to get out of this. Um, but from that of, of worrying about whether or not something will bear fruit or be successful what does success look like to you mm. so i think at a more superficial it's not superficial obviously it is important but at one level i will I will feel like I've been a success if I'm able to do what I enjoy doing and that can support me financially um, at a very basic level, not as in, you know, I'm in Star Wars and making millions of pounds, but just that I can pay for bills and rent yeah. and cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then I think the other way is... Um, kind of around, I don't know how to phrase it. You know, that I'm, cause I think for me, I think that's with the whole acting thing. I think that's sometimes why, you know, I want to do well in it, but I'm not super obsessed by it because I said about the writing and directing, because for me, they all feed into a bigger thing of being able to kind of connect with people and tell stories that you know generate empathy or 
understanding or show people in a different light or make people think. So I'm sort of like, if I'm doing that at whatever stage, then I will be successful. So equally, if I'm, you know, if I end up being a really big name, but all I'm doing is kind of big budget commercial things, I won't feel successful. I'll be like, why am I doing this? Yeah. You know, um, so yeah. And then I think at a smaller level with COVID and how we haven't, you know, we're not working, we can't really work. We don't know when we're going to be able to work. Um, I think I'm trying to see it more as showing up to myself every day. Yeah. Um, and I definitely haven't, like there've been times when I've just been quite over it and just, oh, whatever, da, da, da. Um, but I think when I think about it, I'm like, you know what, if today I'm able to read five pages of a play or I'm able to watch a YouTube video that's actors talking about their craft and I'm learning something, then that is a success because, you know, we're in a world, well, we're in an industry where so you, I feel like you can't ground it in things outside of you because it's so up and down that it's kind of like the outside will always be messing you up in terms of are you successful or not. So, yeah, I think, because I feel like those were, basically I've cheated and I've said that I can be successful no matter what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> I'm a success every day. I wake up, I'm a success. I don't care. <laughs> it's true. I feel you. It is. It is. The success comes in the little victories. Um, yeah. All the little things that you. It's the smallest of things that you plan in your day that you'll just be like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm not lying. Everyone's sort of been like, oh, I've got plans, and I'm gonna be like, I haven't really got any plans. I just wake up in the morning. I'm gonna. Like, I feel like doing this. I'm gonna do this yeah. today, and then when I do it, I'm like done it <laughs> like I yeah. feel really really pleased with myself and I, I feel like we put a lot of pressure on ourselves um mm-hmm. so even if it is just watching a YouTube video or when we get to a point where we can do a job and get pay pay our rent or pay a mortgage or whatever like it is the little things that just they make you happy it makes you happy yeah. and that is that is success man mm. era. you know what's up last one i haven't even asked on this but i feel like you 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 give me describe yourself three words oh i'm actually really bad at these questions (laughs) um oh my gosh okay i would say empathetic beautiful um reflective and goofy slash doesn't take herself too seriously. You ain't serious. Why are you putting in four words? Like, <laughs> 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 but I love that. I love that. That's that's perfect, Sarah. And that does that does describe you perfectly. You know right. yourself. When you know yourself, <laughs> no one can stop you. Oh, go. That's it. That's it. That's it. We're you know, it's been a nice conclusion to a three-hour conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's been very fortunate to get us. I was warming you up. I warmed you up. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is the prime version right now. 
that's exactly this is this is the good version when we're not chatting shit like the earlier convo was going it was going hot interesting but my my face was sweating in that earlier conversation (laughs) when i'm getting my friend hey you 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 agree with me (laughs) come here what she has to say come listen to sarah <laughs> but it's, oh it's been an absolute delight. Um, I hope everyone listening and watching has enjoyed what Sarah has had to say about her acting journey, which has just been beautiful. It's like a wonderful symphony. Um, can't oh. wait for the crescendo. Woo! It's going <laughs> to be magnificent. Can't wait to be there. You know I will take time off my lunch break to come and watch a play of oh my gosh <laughs> which is what i've done um and and i do you have anything coming up soon um it's all good it's all good it's <laughs> <laughs> People are like, you know, I'm, I'm just working on myself. Exactly. <laughs> you know, if there's one thing, because we do have poetry of yours, and we've just been trying to find a way to put that out there, and it's stunning. If you do follow, we'll, we'll obviously we're going to put your your contact details, Insta, not your contact. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to put your contact details on this video. Um, And Sarah writes so beautifully and so wonderfully. I'm so sure you still have it up on your your social profiles. Um, Read it and see what you make of it. She is a force. Oh, tell me. Listener, watcher, thank you for listening. Thank, Thank you, you for having for me. Thank you, Sarah, for coming. I'm so pleased I finally got you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so pleased. Um, it's been wonderful. I am Temi from Don't Wait Up. Make sure you tune in next week. And yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>